Canadian airports are taking a dive this summer and completely ruining everybody's summer plans. Air Canada alone is canceling more than 9,500 flights this summer. And they don't look to stop, you know? It's, it's wild because there's canceled flights, delays, lost luggage. They constantly throw a wrench into Canadians' summer travel plans, partly due to staffing shortages at airports. People have been reported sleeping at airports the, the whole night due to cancellations and delays. Now, one person flying from Newfoundland to Vancouver Island said it took two canceled flights and an extra day to get home, while his luggage, filled with 70 lobsters, took two extra days to arrive when they finally got there, you know, when they finally got home and his luggage came with it the next two days after, he he was surprised to notice there was only 53 lobsters in that motherfucker. Welcome to the weekend show, ladies and gentlemen, with your boy Medium J. The weekend show with Medium. I always forget that. The weekend show with Medium J. You know, get it right. I'll get it right eventually. One one of these days. But yeah, it's wild. Canadian airports don't give a fuck about your luggage. They love losing your luggage, dude. They love just tossing it into the ocean. You know what I mean? Uh, down in Toronto, they sell there. There's dudes that I know. On the back end, selling your luggage. You know, like, oh, we don't know where it is. Luggage. This is lost luggage. Doesn't matter. And then they're just counting their bread in the corner with a bunch of, you know, cash under the table. It's wild, man. And we got a bunch of stories of uh, just just how fucking stupid these these scenarios are. And they play out because they're just... I guess this, the staff at the airports are overworked. I guess that the... The, the flights are just overbooked and, and and there's not enough staff anyways to accommodate the people and it, especially because it's the summer that just, you know, we just got done with COVID so there's absolutely nobody. They probably laid off a bunch of people and then they had a bunch of customers coming back. It's wild that when they open up shit, they're not prepared to open up shit. Like, just stage our ass shut down from COVID, to be honest. But uh, especially with those no fly restrictions and all that shit, as soon as people start going, you just they just realized how shitty flight was because just they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about your bags, right? This one woman claims that she waited eight days to get her missing items from her luggage while flying from uh, flying to Chicago for a trade show. Her booth materials were uh, in her luggage and the amount of money lost due to the airline's incompetence is incalculable. You know, she probably had like, you know, one of those like, uh, you know, it's a trade show so she probably had a lot of those like knickknacks that you can't find anywhere else. You know, like one of those like spoons that John F. Kennedy did coke off of. You know, or one of those uh, like a marble held by Abraham Lincoln when he was a child. You know, like the trade shows always have those cool little things like the this one, you know, this one shirt worn once by John Lennon, some shit like that. You know, you know, uh, 
a baggie that was uh, that held the coke for Led Zeppelin, shit like that. They, you know, the, the, those trade shows have shit that you can't afford to lose. They have just the the in, in it's incalculable, right? It's priceless memoirs, memories of uh, things that you put on display, you know. And uh, airlines just don't give a fuck, you know. She lost a lot of her fucking materials for those those booths, right? Another girl, Kimberly Horton, a Canadian living living in Austin, Texas, moved down because of Joe Rogan. <laughs> she moved down Austin, Texas. Flocked flocked to Texas like the, like the rest of the sheep, you know. So, but she, as a Canadian living in Austin, Texas, said she bought three tickets in February for herself, her husband, and their son to fly to Toronto to visit her family, whom she hasn't seen in three years due to COVID-19. What was supposed to be a joyous celebration turned out into, or turned into a heartbreak and disappointment, Horton said. She says the airline placed her husband on a standby because the flight was overbooked. And after calling customer service twice and being on hold for an hour and 40 minutes, she said that she was told there was nothing that could be done. Husband's just, eh, sorry, husband can't make it. You know, we know you bought all those tickets together, but listen, your husband's got to go on a different flight. They don't give a f- I'm telling you. Canadian airports, they don't give a fuck. I've been reading a lot of news articles. They don't give a fuck about you, your luggage, or the service that you get, to be honest. She says, my husband was denied boarding and my son was crying when we left. After being asked to check her carry-on luggage due to a lack of overhead compartment space, so we want your luggage, come come bring it with us, right? This is wild. This is a wild story, but uh, you know, after because overhead compartments uh, lack of space, right? Horton says her bag never showed up. What are you, what are you gonna do, guys? It had all my valuable, uh, all my valuables, medications, contact lenses, my son's retainer, my Invisalign, etc. These are the things you can't replace on vacation, she said. You know, like this is fucking. <laughs> so like they lost her fucking luggage. They lost her husband, right? We'll just throw the husband luggage. What else are they gonna lose? What else can they do? It get it gets it gets worse, ladies and gentlemen. It gets worse. So, she got her bag three days later, right? She got her bag with all their stuff three days into the vacation, probably. Probably made without after that point, right at that point. Meanwhile, her husband was able to get on another flight back home, only to have it evacuated due to a fuel spill. You know, so he's like, all right, canceled again. What, like, what's obviously, you know, there's fates, something like something going on with fate not making me fly today. So probably said, fuck it. It was the final breaking point. He says, that was the final breaking point for my husband. Or no, she says, for my husband. He was exhausted of everything and asked for his luggage back. They returned his bags reeking of jet fuel. Yeah. And he headed home canceling his vacation with us. <laughs> so, listen, you guys, you guys got to, 
<laughs> they gave us bags back with jet fuel. You know, jet fuel. You know, so welcome to, you know, what is the Toronto Parsons uh, Airport. First of all, your husband's not going to come. You think you can fly with your family? Go fuck yourself. Second of all, we're losing your luggage. That's just a given. That's just like, it's like fries with a burger. You know, you're going to lose your luggage. You get your luggage back. And then, you know what? We particularly said, fuck your husband. Canceled his flight again. And returned his valuables and his luggage. And clothes drenched in jet fuel. (laughs) Like, I... And here's the thing. I was talking with my mom. I asked my mom, I'm like, do they, you can't insure your luggage. She said, no, you can insure yourself on a flight. But, you know, it's just go fuck yourself with the, the luggage thing. And that's the thing. You can't insure luggage. So, of course, the airport's not going to put its best and brightest on the situation of handling luggage. I've seen those luggage handlers and they're like they got the earphone in they're fucking they're listening to rap they're talking to the or maybe joe rogan's podcast or something and they're talking they're doing like a lot of hey what's up my buddy oh and then the fucking luggage like train cart gets spilled over he's like ah fuck it fuck it who who cares there's something in this bag and something uh, it's not important to me i don't care Anyways, I'm going on break, and then that, like, conveyor belt of luggage just flies. Well, it doesn't even get loaded on, right? They just don't give a fuck. I've seen a lot of times when I was bored, when I was on flights and I was watching other guys loading up flights, I just go, dude, these are, like, the delta classes of society. Like, these are the guys that literally, to think and, and, and breathe and blink at, all at once is it's too much for them. they got to focus. Okay, blink. Okay, okay, now breathe in. Okay, now lick the roof of your mouth. Okay, great, it's done. This is great. You're being a human. You're executing being a human. These are the people that handle your bags because they constantly lose it. We got, hey, listen, we got more stories. We got more, we got more stories. Oksana Klausman. Wait, but specifically, let's go, wait, let's just go back because that girl's name was Kimberly Horton. Uh, and it's, 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 this new this story sounds fake, right? Kim Horton, Kim, Kimberly Horton, Kim Horton, Tim Hortons, very popular, very popular uh, coffee shop where uh, where you live in Canada. If you live in Canada, very popular. Uh, it's like the Starbucks of Canada. Uh, I don't know. This is a, this is a very funny story, but I, you know. You might you might think it's fake. I might I kind of calling into cons- uh, into inspection or uh, you know I'm trying to trying to find trying to find it believable because their name's Kimberly Horton and that was a ridiculous uh, it was a, especially because the way she was speaking it sounded like she was foreign right and her name's Kimberly Horton. But anyways, you would would expect, you know, the heir to the Horton's empire to not have her fucking husband's bags fucking drenched in jet fuel, right? Let's uh, let's keep going. Let's keep it moving. So, Oksana Klausman had booked a trip from Toronto to New York City for late June. 
and says after a lengthy check-in process, she and her daughter went through customs only to discover that they were not on the flight manifest despite having their boarding passes. How do you fuck that up, guys? How do you fuck that up? You got the you got the you got the boarding passes. She's not on a flight. No. It's too much it's too hard for these fucking companies, right? It's too hard for these airlines, right? And and I put money into Air Canada. I put I put money in and I immediately took it out. Because I go, I don't think they can I don't think they could keep up with uh what what's gonna happen. Airlines are notoriously bad for you know, as we all know what happened before the pandemic. What happened before the pandemic? It was that uh that Asian guy getting ripped off the flight, crying, yelling, beaten up, you know what I mean, on United Airlines. Airlines are notoriously bad for the way they treat their customers. It's actually one of the only uh, services that you can find anywhere that, like, just don't give a fuck about you, right? Like, airports are right in line with uh, those uh, carnival... Uh, those carnival uh, people at like uh, like exhibitions, right? Like those carnies that uh, tell you to to hit, you know, you get give you like three darts and hit like hit like three balloons with each dart, some shit like that. And like there's like traps along the way for you, you know, it's with the airports. But with the the carnivals, they're like the carnivals. The airports, TSA guys are like the carnival guy. You know, they got the security guards at the carnival. Then they got the baggage handlers. Those are the the, the the ride guys. They're not giving a fuck. They're like, oh yeah, sure, it's good. It's good. You're good. You you're you made the height good. Yeah, you're good. Get get on that motherfucker. A couple loose bolts ain't gonna do it. Just keep that ride going, right? And then uh, the those guys, like the flight attendants and the and the the, the the whole system is like the guys fucking you in those carny games, right? Because. You don't, I never had a good experience when I was on a flight. I've had, I've also never put my luggage away because I've, I've known from like all the stories that I hear. I go, just travel with a backpack, right? They try to get you to check it, just go, no, nah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather not. I'd cancel the flight and not get my money back because it's games. It's nothing but fucking carnival games with these people, right? Back onto it. So from there, after realizing that uh, she's not booked on the flight manifest, from there she says they were taken to a small room. We're gonna off this girl, right? I'll, if I'm taken to a small room in an airport, I'm go fuck. That's it. I'm done. They found out something, right? They took her to a small room packed with other families, children, seniors, and among others. You know, she described the room as not having enough seats for everybody. Forcing some people to sit on the floor in one small washroom with no soap, toilet paper, or even paper towels. This is like jail, right? But worse, at least jail, you get a you get some toilet paper. I think, I think you do. But uh, yeah, Klausman says that there were no cups for the water fountain. It's not that bad. If you after all that she said, the cups, the no cups for the water fountain, right? Not nearly as bad as no soap, paper towels, or fucking toilet paper. But either either or. Several hours later, in a small room where people are sitting on their floor on the floor overcrowded, 
she uh oh wait hold on i fucking lost my point where the fuck was oh yeah several hours later they received an email saying that their flight was canceled several hours after she was trying to board her flight right an agent then arrived with a pair of police officers confirming the situation what happened next should never happen to my daughter and me is riot angry people screaming yelling pushing and a lot more she said I was unsafe, scary, violent, and hostile. Oh, no, it was unsafe, scary, violent, and hostile, she said. I took my daughter, and we tried to leave the room filled with more than 200 or 300 people, right? This is what, that is wild. There's a, there's a small room with 200, 300 people. This is worse than a Travis Scott concert, ladies and gentlemen. And this is like a flight that you guys paid for, right? You guys paid for this flight. Having already booked a hotel and shows in New York, Klausman said canceling the trip wasn't an option. They found a flight with other another airline that cost nearly as much as the entire trip. They went through another lengthy check-in process, but eventually made it to New York. Now, once back at Toronto Parsons, Pearson's, Pearson's uh, airport, following a long delay on their return flight, Klausman says... Only 15 passengers were allowed to leave at the plane at a time, you know, and they were not, you know, at a time due to congestion at customs. <clears throat> and believe me, the pe- that the people were not happy about it, and some of them started to come forcefully from the back to the plane, to the front of the plane, to get off of it. Klausman uh, says, the frustration only continued as people started waiting for their luggage. Pearson Airport brings the worst out of people. Now, every, not everyone can stay calm in these circumstances, and they put other people at great risk, she says. She goes on to say, we, two Canadians, a daughter and a mom, going on a trip to have fun and enjoy time together should never have such an extreme... Wait, what the fuck? Oh, such an experience. Sorry about that. Such an extreme experience. Uh Again, to reiterate what uh, Klausman said, is wild that literally she booked another flight with another airlines and on her way back from her flight, she still found the wheel of, it's the wheel of bullshit. She, you spin the wheel of bullshit when you book flights because never have I ever heard about the fucking small waiting room in a you know, this is where we keep our our cancelled flights members. You know, these are the deplorables. These are the undesirables. You know, these are the people that no one, you know, there's no flight for them. What are we going to do? Stuff them in a room. Stuff them in a room and make sure there's no toilet paper in that motherfucker. Stuff them, get them all in a room and make sure there's only like 100 seats. 100 seats, but we're going to put 100, we're going to put 200, we're going to put 300 people in it. We're going to put a whole bunch of motherfuckers in that bitch. And 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 no soap. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild that uh, the airlines will always get away with this because no matter how bad business is for airlines, they get bailed out. Now, any other normal business other than those businesses that are too big to fail, they don't get bailed out. No fucking meet your mom and pop shop, you know what I mean? That your 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 father worked so hard on. 
he's not getting bailed out if he fucking decides to treat his customers like shit. Airports are the worst. Airlines are the worst because they have that. What are you going to do about it? You're not going to fly. You know what I mean? You can't not fly from Canada over to Europe or, or Spain, you know, or like if you go back home in Asia, if you have family in Asia or if you go to Africa or even driving from here to Chicago is a fucking you'd go, well, it's got to be better at least in, in flight. We'll deal with a couple hours of bullshit than a whole four two day trip or whatever. But no, they somehow life has a great equalizer. Like the amount of convenience and time you save from uh, from booking a flight, you know, from flying on a on a on a flight instead of traveling by sea or by uh, by by vehicle or train, the amount of time you save and and the benefits of uh, of flying come with a cost that like literally your service the staff that treats you the baggage handlers handling your luggage all don't give a fuck they're like yo dude what are you gonna do you know what i mean you want to go who, how else are you gonna get to fucking how else are you gonna get to uh chicago in in two to three hours you know what i'm saying like go fuck yourself Blow me. By the way, your luggage is gonna, is arriving on the next plane tomorrow. You don't give a fuck. It's fucking wild. You know, we paid for mistakes. You know, we paid for... She says, we paid for someone's mistakes and inability to remove... Or, sorry, to provide service with our own money that could be used for a different purposes. A top story of the lost luggage. And this is an interesting one because... Out of all the things that I said, no one gives a fuck about. But until we include this little tidbit, top story of, of, of the lost luggage is that a dog was left in lost luggage in Toronto uh, Parsons Airport for about 21 hours. That's a uh, little dog was left in luggage in one of those little doggy cages for 21 hours. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. These uh, these people don't give a fuck. They left a dog. The dog had to have been barking. Probably stuck in that room with uh, hundreds of people, hundreds of other dogs, you know, all waiting. But this little dog, you know, 21 hours. No food, no drink. Nothing. I don't give a fuck. It's sad, man. It's a top story. They're just leaving... They don't give a fuck about your luggage, man. They just love losing luggage. It's just, it is what it is. And uh, a lot of these uh, these people in these uh, stories, they they said, I advise you if you if you don't need to fly, do not fly at at this time because this summer is the summer of uh, you know no fucks given for the uh, airlines because. They're losing everybody. They're out here losing everybody's luggage. They're out here making sure that you know jet fuel fucking gets onto your clothes. They're they're you know they're tying up your dogs and leaving them locked in a cage for twenty one hours, not giving a fuck, you know, left alone. And um, if you if you're trying to book a nice flight with your family, good luck. We're gonna break. They're gonna break that shit up. 
they don't give a fuck, right? So, I advise anybody out there, if you got some sort of... I was actually going to go. I was just trying to book a trip to Africa. Little, we'll play a little inside baseball right now. I was going to... I was going to. But then I, I was, like, looking at all of these, like, news sources. Like, flights are terrible. You know, you can't get flights overbooked. There was a lot of, like, people, like, saying that they just get canceled or... You know, just shit goes wrong, right? So I decided I'm going to wait a little bit. Plus, my dad was telling me I was going to go visit my dad in Africa. Dad was telling me that during, you know, a couple weeks ago, there was quite a bit of, uh, like, the politics were getting rough because there was an an election coming on. And usually when Africans get wild with their elections, right? Yeah, shouts out to... uh, Nelson Mandela, right? Nelson Mandela was he was he he wasn't even that good of a guy, right? Nelson Mandela, he was an okay guy. He was an average guy, you know. He's just an average guy. But as, as when he became you know leader of Africa, right, president of Africa or South Africa or whatever he did, whatever he did, you know, he was just an average guy. But just compared, because African politicians are so corrupt that he's literally like, you know. He's literally like looked at as a monumental figure in African uh, presidential history because, uh, I mean, all he did was say, "Hey, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should get our shit together, guys." That's it. <laughs> I don't know what I I'm just making it up now. But uh, moving on from the lost luggage and my African, uh, my contemplations of going to Africa. I'm gonna go though. Just gotta wait for like, cause like right now. Shit's kind of t- everything's so expensive, and everyone's losing their luggage, and uh, just with the climate, especially because j- things just started opening up, and inflation, everything's taxed because people I need to make their money back from that two years of the world saying fuck it, heck, shut it, shut her down, right? Um. Yeah, moving on. Mark Zuckerberg warns employees that layoffs may happen as the economy tightens. You know, Zuck tells his workers, get used to the idea of not working here because we're laying off a whole bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? Go move, work at Apple. You like Google? Go over there. We don't, we don't give a fuck. You're supposed to hire about 10,000 people this year, but he's only looking to hire about six to 7,000. So... And a whole lot of people are getting kicked to the curve as, as they are. What is a company? A company calls it like shrinking or something. A company calls it cutting their fat. It's a real nice way of saying, you know, a lot of people under me are going to leave and, and never come back. And, you know, they're just getting fired, laid off, you know, just thrown to the curb. And it's, it's wild that because this is the, one of the biggest companies in the world. And they call it Meta, you know. Meta, he's calling it Meta now. Shouts out to, uh, actually, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shout out Mark Zuckerberg because I don't think, I think honestly, he's a robot to be honest. But yeah, he's, uh, he's laying off a bunch of people. The biggest company in the world. I think once they change to Meta, though, you know, and let's be honest, because I put money into Facebook when they did change to Meta. I have not received any returns. 
of equity. I'm just, it's just, he's just been losing money through Facebook. So when Facebook made that change, it's been on a downhill, downhill slope as far as profits are going. And I think people didn't really appreciate the name change to Meta. Facebook was a great name. Now that it's called Meta, the Meta platform, and and especially Instagram. Instagram's one of the most popular sites ever. I know people that literally will go like, yo, I don't want your number. I want your Instagram, right? Give me your Insta. No, no, no. Don't give me your number. No, no, no. Email? No, no, no. Just Instagram me, bro. Just Instagram DM me. Instagram is one of the most popular sites out there, right? And it's 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 addictive. You hop on Instagram, you go, I'm just gonna look at, oh shit, scroll that. I like that. Oh, I like that. Ooh, this girl looks like she's looking at me. Ooh, this girl looks like she's. Oh, she, is she is she talking to me? You know, he's. Ooh, this 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 video about this inspirational. He's, he's talking to me. This feed is perfectly create curated for me, and and what I like, and and you know what. Before before I get carried away about thinking about how good Instagram is, I gotta remind myself I'm on a show. But once again, Instagram and Facebook, two very addictive sites that like you can literally get trapped in the endless scroll and be subjected to an incredible amount of ads. But that being said, how the fuck are you losing money, Mark Zuckerberg? And how the fuck are you not able to expand your company with your plans, right? Because I mean, you want to make you want to make the metaverse, don't you? Gonna need a lot of people to do that, buddy. Moving on, right? We'll move on. So the RCMP identified two twin brothers in a bank heist shootout. This is pretty interesting. Two brothers in their early twenties, you know, young young boys, young bulls, young. Young brothers, two brothers, right? There's two brothers. Just remind, remind yourself, there's two brothers in their early 20s are responsible for shooting and injuring numerous police officers at a bank in Sanic, BC. Sanic, Sanich, Sanich. Should ask my buddy in BC how to pronounce that motherfucker right there. Six officers were shot and the brothers were killed in a shootout. Police confirmed that a white four-door 92 Toyota Camry is associated with these two brothers, right? Nice, like, 92 Camry, yeah. The car was found with multiple explosives, which were removed and destroyed. The, the police are still wondering what the motives were these twin brothers truly were. Now, now if I can pontificate, if I may, if I, if I may, you know, I think these two brothers literally play GTA. You know, they just play video games. They're 20 years old to the early 20s. Around, you know, I'm in my late 20s, so imagine me before five years younger, right? A lot of video games I played. A lot of video games I played in my youth. And uh, there were times when you'd be playing a video game and you can go, man, you know, especially that one mission where you in GTA, where you go strap up with uh, juggernaut suits, suits of juggernaut armor, you know, and you, 
you hotwire your cars to explode, you know, and you, you you walk into the fucking bank and you just shoot out everybody, right? There, there's a specific mission in GTA, and I'm not saying that video games are a cause of violence. I'm saying art in itself can be, uh, what is it, art, life predicts art, or art, no, life imitates art, and art imitates life sometimes, right? And then sometimes you're just a person looking at some shit and going like, huh, we could probably, hey, we could probably do that. Yo, hey, yo, brother, come in here, come in here, hey, yo, bro, come in here for a second, man. See how they fucking robbed this bank? All they did was they had to shoot out as many police officers as they had until there's no police officers in this county. I think we could do that. <laughs> yeah. They just thought, I bet they just sat down and said, all right, man. And they didn't, they didn't, that's a problem. They didn't have Lester. They didn't have Lester. The dude that pulled down the fucking, you know, the thing and said, all right, what we're going to need to do is go through the vents. We're going to put a whole lot of, sh- you know, gas in the vents to knock everybody out, you know, make sure you chop off the people's hands so they can't pull the alarm. You know, they didn't have one of those fucking weird white dudes with glasses that look like he smelled but like knew his shit in and out as far as hacking systems and shit they didn't have one of those guys it was literally two brothers because the police said that they were trying to find the motives and they're also trying to find any other people that could have been accomplices so it was literally just two brothers most likely the family were in were in shock that this happened and uh yeah so my which ultimately is just is just be fucking around, but my uh, prediction for why they did that and the motive truly was is literally the fuck it we could get away with this shit we could rob this bank I think we could and then you know all we're gonna do is just shoot out the police until the police stop getting sent. But it doesn't really happen as as good as that sounds as easy as that sounds as uh, you know. Just go in there, take the money. When the police show up, shoot the police and then leave. Just a little bit, a little, a couple of monkey wrenches are thrown into there once, uh, once the SWAT get involved in, in shit like that or the National Guard. You know what I mean? RCMP or whatever. Whoever fucking comes, they just bring, bring out the tank and whatever. Shooting down these two little brothers. But anyways, uh, me, uh, I don't know. May they rest in peace. I mean, they tried to get away with the, the money. They tried to get away with the bank heist. It's not as easy as it looks. I actually, you know, speaking of bank heists, I get a little off. To, it's the same topic, actually. It's on top. I, uh, I was uh, chilling with my buddies and my brother. My bro- brothers and my brother and my buddies one time, like. 10 years ago to be honest it was like about 10 years ago I was like 18 19 years old yeah about 10 a decade ago we were walking and we seen this homeless dude and he was sipping out of a fucking Mickey he's homeless he had crazy eye but he had like crazy I think he might have had a glass eye or something and he walked you know like like he was crazy like a hunch and shit we were talking to this guy because he's like hey listen you want to learn something and he's like I got I was in a bank heist, and you know we turbo lanced the bank safe. I don't know what the fuck that means. Turbo lanced the bank safe, and we got in there, and we got all the money. But you know what happened? My friend, since high school, 
ratted me out. Now, son of a bitch, he got caught. He got, and then I did the time. That motherfucker got a plea deal and shit. Oh, fuck him. And now I'm homeless. And I was like, wow, bro. I was like, wow. I, cause I, for me, I love shit like that. I don't mind if he was a homeless dude. I don't mind if you stunk. I don't mind if I didn't know. I mean, I, I said, you know, listen, give me a shot, buddy. Give me a shot. Give me a shot. If it is this little Mickey flask. Because I was like, that's a story that deserves, a, you know, deserves a toast. I'm like, yo, to the, your, your bank heist. Because that's an interesting thing. No one's probably going to make his movie. You know what I mean? Lionsgate, Warner Brothers, Disney, Netflix. They ain't going to make his movie, man. I'm out here telling that dude's story. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck Turbo Lance is, but when he said that, he did this. And I was like, yep, he, he Turbo Lanced it, guys. Listen up. Hit my brother, my buddies. Listen up, man. He fucking Turbo Lanced it, guys. Just leave it at that, all right? Turbo Lance the bank. No idea what that means, but it sounded like he knew what it meant, so I'm, I'm assuming it's a thing. Uh, but yeah, moving on from the bank heist stories. An Oregon man was charged with luring in the case of a missing teen found in U.S. A 13-year-old girl from Edmonton disappeared more than a week ago, has been found safe. You know, and this is, you know, this is uh, Edmonton, uh, I think Edmonton, Alberta. This is Edmonton, B.C. Either way, it's in Canada. She's from Canada, Edmonton, Canada. Uh... Police say the teen was found Saturday morning after an investigation that involved 10 different law enforcement agencies. So I'm going to try to guess. Because 10 law, we're talking 10, they, they listed such as the FBI. So I'm going to go on, on, on a, sp, a little bit of a rant here. So the FBI, the CIA, I'd say the DEA, is it the, the PD, of course, police department. Because we're trying to get the alphabet boys back in town. Um, the TSA? Border, border, border agencies? Is that, is that count as two? NSA, maybe? You know, National Security uh, Association or whatever the fuck? The one that Snowden ratted on? Mm, we're at seven. Uh, CIA, FBI, D. SWAT? 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 You know, uh, could have been. Um, I said the National Guard, didn't I? Ba, ba, ba. What? Like 10 different agencies of law enforcement. Probably, I want to say lawyers, maybe? Like like the DA? Is that a thing? The DA? District attorneys? Sh sure. And I'm, I'm guessing... Yeah, border control. I, I think I said, did I say the border agencies. ICE, maybe. No, is ICE international? Uh, fuck, what, like the uh, I, yeah, the ICE. I don't know if it's called ICE or the, um, the control. It's something uh, when they call somebody that's an illegal immigrant, um, the federalist. It's one of those, but we did 10. So I'd assume that something like all of those different agencies were involved in this uh, investigation. It's just wild. It's a wild thing. But uh, she had to have been white. I don't know. There's a little white 13-year-old girl. It had to have been. To get 10 different, I mean, 10 
different, ten different law agencies. It's uh, you gotta pull out all the stops if it's a little white girl, thirteen year old white girl. But the teen was taken to Children's Hospital in Oregon for precautionary examination. Police said a forty one year old Oregon man was arrested, charged with arrested and charged with littering. Uh, Edmonton police say that the two met through social media. Again, another another reason to kick Instagram, Facebook to the curb. You can find a you can find yourself headed down to Oregon with this sketchy forty one year old man, right? If you're a thirteen year old, the online history and chat logs supported the child luring case. It's unclear how they managed to cross the border. Nobody knows with these ten agencies. You know what I mean? Literally all the law enforcement agencies pulled... Literally all of them. It had to have been. I've named... I can't... I don't think I can name any other ones. All of them pulled up. Maybe sheriffs and, and SWAT. And a lot of it probably is RCMP. Probably RCMP and, and Canadian. You know, Canadian. And they probably had a field day with the jurisdictions of, of like cases. But neither here nor there. Uh, her father took to social media posting, you know, on, on, on the same social media that uh, that the, how they met, right? This was wild social media. And he posted on social media that he was relieved and grateful for the public support and tips, which investigators say were in the hundreds, hundreds of people just calling and helping, helping find this little thirteen-year-old girl. We will always, no, no. He says, "quote We will forever be grateful to all of you." There's another happy. There's a happy story, right? It got a little grim for the last uh, fifteen minutes or so. At the begin, you know, actually at the beginning, just talk about losing people's luggage and whatnot. But yeah, it's wild. I read this story to completion, uh, and this Oregon man doesn't say what this Oregon man did to this little thirteen-year-old girl. Didn't say what his intentions were. Literally, just like. Like he kid, I guess he, he lured. It wasn't even kidnapping; it was luring. Also, like, yo, what if the thirteen-year-old girl was like, "No, fuck it, I like this guy. This guy's pretty chill." Thirteen-year-old <laughs> girl's like, "Yeah, and none of my boyfriends, you know, none of my boyfriends are this cool. This guy's literally <laughs> taking me to Oregon or taking me across across borders, across fucking fuck." Fuck taking your gun cross state lines. I'm taking this 13. <laughs> Fuck taking your gun cross state lines. I'm taking this little 13 year old girl across the fucking, you know, international border, bro. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't. I can't. You can't, uh, can't really make fun of that. But it is wild that they didn't state what his intentions were. Or her intentions, right? Like, it was like, once you get the girl back, like, go, like, what happened? Did he touch you? Did he do anything? I was like, no, no, we were just fucking chilling. They didn't, they didn't say anything about what went on for the, about a, more than a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, of, of like, when it was filed more than a week ago to uh, when it was found out in, uh, I think it was like June, or it was like June, oh no, sorry. I have no idea when it was, but it was literally two to three days ago when I wrote this. So, 
probably like June 20th is when the report was made and around July 1st or 2nd was when she was found. So like what happened in that span or was it just all him going like, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to need you to get into the trunk of the car. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't say anything to, you know, don't, uh, we're going to use a fake, you know, he just gets fake IDs. I bet a lot of it was just planning the trip, making sure he doesn't lose the luggage <laughs> on a flight. He's like waiting around for the luggage. Like, where's my, it's my luggage so I could torture this little 13 year old girl. But Air Canada luckily lost the uh, luggage. Uh, moving on, guys. Let's see. What do we got? We got some stories. We got a whole bunch of stories. A lot of stories. Uh, maybe we'll end on this last story. Akron's police released the body cam footage Sunday of a fatal shooting of black motorist Jalen Walker showing multiple police officers discharging a hail of bullets police experts say uh, policing experts say that video produces more questions than answers I watched the video and I, I'm again I'm not gonna I'm not gonna show it in screen because it's graphic and a lot of people it's, it, it is out there the, the video of, of the murder of, of Jalen Walker uh, is it's wild it, but the video shows several officers swarming Jalen's car and firing multiple shots now the cops the cop that was wearing the body cam that was of the footage that was released uh, looks as if he ent- he emptied his whole clip right? And in all, all uh, eight officers, I think they said eight or six. It was six or eight officers that uh, were there, right? So it was multiple squad cars following this, this, this 25-year-old dude. As he tried to flee out of his moving car, right? Because, I mean, you see you see these guns drawn. You see, you think they're going to just murder you. It's, it's a scary feeling when that shit happens, right? Now... 60 wounds were confirmed on Walker's body by a medical examiner. Now, 60 wounds doesn't it doesn't mean 60 shots because some some of them could have missed. So they had to in between each officer if I, if it, we're going on the low end of my guess cuz it was 6 or 8, I forget, I didn't write that down. But it was 6 or 8 officers. And uh if there's 60 confirmed wounds, that means that each officer had to have put in more than 10 shots because we're going to assume that, you know, there's six officers on the back end. And we're going to assume that all of them, okay, we'll assume that all of them hit, right? All of them, all the shots that they shot off hit Jalen. So there's literally 10, you know, 10 shots per officer, which is wild. And we know that it could have been a little bit less or a little bit more, depending on if it was six or eight and versus if they even missed. But that's still wild to put that many bullets into a suspect that was unarmed. He was unarmed, might I add you, unarmed. And uh, you're gonna, you guys are going to love how this, you know, their excuse, the excuse of the police in, in Akron. It's, it's crazy, but, you know, Walker was pronounced dead at the scene, and his death was, 
His death from multiple gunshot wounds was ruled as a homicide. Because if you watch the video, you go, dude, the the way the just the way he was gripping, like the police officer was gripping the steering wheel, looked like uh, when hardcore. Hen- if you watch Hardcore Henry, it's the first person mo- movie. It's it's a silly, it's a stupid transition to this, but he's. Hardcore Henry is like a guy that's first person. It's a first person movie, and he's a hardcore dude. And when he gets angry, it it doesn't. He doesn't really talk. It's like filmed in like a video game almost. So it's like you're the main character, except it's a movie. And uh, when he's mad, he like grips things, and it shows like his veins. He's like gripping shit, and he could because he doesn't have a face. It doesn't show his face throughout the movie. It just shows his arms and shit like. In in the the body cam right uh, of the the movie. In in this police body cam footage, it looked like uh, right when Hardcore Henry was about to you know murder some people. That's exactly the type of movements the guy the police is on because he was gripping that steering wheel. He was like throwing it in, in all kinds of things, and he was just like he had his. You know, at one point, I think he hit the top of his things. He's like, all right, get him. Lock and load, boys. Said something, I don't know. But either way, it looked very troubling. And I'm glad it was ruled as a homicide because he was unarmed and the footage alone has no clear indication as to why the officers fired that many shots. It was a ridiculous amount of shots, right? 60, there's a 60 wounds that hit him. It could have been upwards of 80 to 100 shots, right? We all know how police like to dump their clips into black men. Uh, officers claimed that they heard a shot while he was uh, while he was driving away. You know, while he was getting pulled over, they heard a shot coming out from the passenger side window. Now, it's probably his back car. You know, sometimes a car fucking misfires or whatever. Sometimes a car back starts, whatever the fuck makes those. Your car, it's a machine. Sometimes it pops out the fucking, maybe he had a fucking piece of glass popped, you know, put a puncture in his tire and blew a little hole and made that sound. Or maybe it was the music he was listening to, man. He might have been listening to some rap music. Bang, bang, some shots or some shit or whatever. Uh, could have been anything, man. And they did try to stop him for a traffic and equipment violation. So either his car was, something was wrong with his car, and he failed to uh, stop at a red light or yield at a sign. Whatever it was, man, it's an excuse. It's a wild excuse that they heard a shot because he was unarmed. And uh, you know what I mean? Assistant professor in the Department of Law, Police, Science, and Criminal Justice at John Jay College. Keith Taylor says, My understanding is that he took a pose which appeared to show him getting ready to shoot at police officers and that the cause of their lethal and that was the cause of their lethal or their use of lethal force. He goes on to say, I didn't see that, and I'm sure that's going to be crucial in this investigation. Now, say what you will about criminals. Again, this was literally a a traffic stop, and it doesn't happen with any other color other than black people in the United States. 
It's a ridiculous target. I mean, to be honest, man, imagine three to five. Here's the thing. Three to five cop cars chasing you. And you're like, dude, I fucking what? I ran a stop sign or something like that. I feel, I feel, you know, the yellow light. They're trying to pull me over and I hit the yellow light. I was going a little too fast. I just said, fuck it. I ran it and it was red. They got the whole fucking, they got the whole police force right on my tail now. I'm fucking scared for my life because these cops look like they're yelling aggressive. You know, they're telling me to get down on the ground. I'm fucking, I haven't even come to a complete stop. I'm slowing down. I'm hopping out of the car and I'm, I'm running because I'm scared. You know, you're just scared because you go, I didn't do nothing. Didn't do nothing. He literally didn't do nothing. What, he maybe he fucking had a problem with uh, his car. Maybe his license wasn't up to date. His plates were invalid or some shit. But like, holy fuck, to dumps. I mean, listen, any, even racists. You're a racist out there that hates black people. You got to go like, all right, that's, that's a little much. You know, a reasonable racist to go, goddamn. I mean, you know, you could have just... You could have just threw him in jail for the night or something. I mean, if you're, even that would be an, a blown out situ, like a blown out of proportion situation for, uh, for Jalen Walker. I mean, fuck, dude, it was literally a traffic in traffic violation and and equipment, the wrong equipment on his car or some shit. I don't know, I don't know what that was, but it's wild because. They released that footage, right? And that footage literally is ruled as a homicide. It's literally, they ruled it as a homicide during uh, during investigation. So, like, it's literally a murder that those police were involved in. And to be honest, man, it's like six to eight police officers all together. It's like a gang shooting. At that point, it, it becomes something different than upholding the law, and it's almost scary. And I, I fear because I got buddies in in, Cal, in in Vegas, in 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 America, and he's bro. He's the only dude that got a ticket for jaywalking. It's in Vegas. You know what I mean? He's walking, jaywalking. He gets pulled over constantly all the time. He he's. He he's, he just happens to be a black man in America, and it sucks. He said it's terrible, and I I go like, man, I don't, because in Canada I've not really dealt with racism on that level where I actually might be shot by, especially because I also do look white. So I'm I'm one of those day walkers like a blade. You know, I could walk into a KKK meeting, and this isn't funny. I mean, I shouldn't be making fun of it, but I could literally. Be Clayton Bigsby from the Dave Chappelle sketch. I, c- I could be him. I could. I could somehow end up running the KKK. And I think even once they find out that I'm like, I got some some nigga in me, you know, some nigga in me, I think they would be cool with it. I think they'd be like, all right, whatever, man. He's just, look at him. He's like the one that will accept. 
but that shouldn't excuse, you know, just because they, they, you know, there's a couple of. I'm actually every racist, you know, black friend. I'm, I'm the guy that they look, you know, I'm the guy that they point to and go, that's my black friend. And I go, howdy. So fucking white, I hate it. Um, uh, but with the ongoing shooting of unarmed black men in America, it's fucking horrendous it's not even like it's not even a point to be made as far as like you can't argue it it's just it just it's one of those happen to just it just happens to happen and uh with little to no change it's constant like like george floyd jalen walker Brianna Taylor, uh, uh, Brittany, I think, uh, fuck, there's a girl that, like, was stopped in a, for a traffic violation, and all she did was just kind of mouth off to the police officer, and she got, like, 20 to 30 days or something like that. She got, actually, she got a month or two or something. She got quite a bit. I can't remember exactly, but I did read up on her story. Uh... Trayvon Martin, you know, uh, just, just so many young black kids just getting mowed down by the police, and it's it's fucking crazy. In uh, my best advice, I think, is well, one first of all stop being black and if you can't do that you know if you can't if you can't stop being black leave the fuck out of America you know what I'm saying there's only one thing that African Americans can do when they're living in America is they can move down to Canada you know and then if, if, if you're still having trouble once you move down to Canada from racism, you can maybe hide in, you know, Air Canada's luggage. Because, you know, damn well, ain't no figure of authority is going to find you. 